Fly, Eagles, fly. On the road to victory. Fight, Eagles, fight. Score a touchdown. One, two, three. Hit them low, hit them high, and watch our Eagles fly. Fly, Eagles, fly. On the road to victory. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. And this is the No Vaseline Podcast, a podcast that gives you the raw truth, even if it hurts live from the 215. It's me, Cool Guy P. And the gang is back. Um, as you heard the, the words of uh, the late Black Mamba, um, yeah, this one's kind of rough, brothers. Um, I, I really don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to process it. I'm not, I'm not sure about y'all. Um, but you know this this man was he he was a legend. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely a legend. Um Hello? Yeah, we, we, I got you, dog. I got you. <laughs> On the phone, um well first let me introduce the squad. I got Matt, I got Antoine Malcolm is on his way and on the phone if you do not recognize that man's voice, um if you are not a part of the 5150 nation, this man is I would consider him a capo. A general in the 5150 Nation Army, none other than my man Gooch the Great. Laker fan. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up, man? What's up, bro? How y'all doing, man? Man, we we Um, we good. We 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 still trying to process everything that's going on, but I just thought we take this um take this time during this podcast to just celebrate. Celebrate the life of of uh Kobe. Um as you know, most may know, he lost his life Sunday um, yes. in a helicopter crash that was fatal. Um, lost his uh, his daughter with him, along with seven other passengers that I really don't know the name of. But we just want to send you know love and and just condolences, condolences to to all of the families from those from those nine individuals who were in that helicopter. Um, but first, before we get started with, with with sharing some Kobe memories, I have to I have to say this, and I kind of gotta flex some rank here. Okay. I don't while while we're you know discussing all of this, I don't want to hear two things. I don't want to hear about the sex allegations, and I don't want to hear any death conspiracies, Matt. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to hear any death conspiracies. Like I saw a video of Umar Johnson that that really pissed me off. Because it Umar was just, still posting I couldn't shit. even. I, I had to because like I saw it and then what I heard it about? him say, "Oh, it was a professional pilot." And then I'm like, "Oh, I, I can't hear the rest of this shit." Because yeah, my, my Umar, thing is, that was a lot on it. Yeah, yeah. And my thing is this: what Umar any, say any? I, we, we ain't gonna talk about it. He's trying to draw up any conspiracy saying that Kobe's death was like planned. Uh, which is a, a whole heap of shit, in my opinion. That's crazy. Um, yeah, that's giving them too much credit. That's giving the um, dominant society too much credit. Too much credit. The, yeah, the, the, the story he came with, man. Come on, man. Yeah, Stop it's it. it's 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 a reach. It's, it's a reach not, beyond again, reach. But we ain't gonna, gonna talk about, about that. that. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Like I said, yeah. I, I want us to celebrate this man's life. This man has done a lot of incredible things on this earth, and. I'm not sure if y'all noticed, but like Sunday night, I felt like the world shifted, in my opinion. Yeah. I, like the I energy think. of like everybody around the world felt this. You know what I'm saying? Or at least and, a large yeah, majority. I, I, yeah, a large hey, here's majority. The cra- 
You know, here's the crazy thing, man. What's up? Michael Jackson died 2009. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On June 25th, my birthday's June 26th. Right. I was planning my birthday party, and I heard that Michael Jackson died, and my world, yeah, it's like the world stopped. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Which that is too. ironic, because the story I'm going to tell you about Kobe happened a week later. I want to I want to get to that, but I just want to start this off first by just okay. asking the question of you know we're all basketball fans here. What was right. your favorite play or favorite game of Kobe? I mean, I think everybody. I, mean, I don't know. I can't speak for everybody. You know, for okay, well, one, my me, favorite well, play. Real quick, Gucci, was, I'm gonna I'm I'm toss it to Antoine, and then I'm gonna come to you okay. and go to Matt. Is that cool? Yeah, that's oh, good. Go ahead, go ahead. Right, I mean, for me, the favorite moment is. Kobe dropping eighty one on mm. the Raptors for me. Mm. That's that's for me. That's my right. favorite Kobe moment is when he dropped eighty one. Gooch, my favorite Kobe game was when he gave Dallas sixty three in three quarters. Damn. Yeah. My favorite move was on the outlet pass when he went behind the back against the different Nuggets in three sixty on that. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> man. Matt, do you have any? Yeah, I'll go with the 81. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'll tell you, my, my favorite play, this was either 2001 or 2000. No, it was 2001 playoffs. They were going against the Timberwolves. Kobe went baseline and did that reverse dunk on KJ. Mm-hmm. That was Ooh, probably yeah, the sickest. Yeah. The sickest. And most of my, like, my all-time favorite Kobe memory because it was like, yo, I've never seen anybody do something like that. I've seen like you know, um, like Sean Kemp or somebody go baseline, Dominique go baseline, but the way he did it and the way he had the flair and how he dunked it, it was just like it was it was mind blowing to me. Right? Yeah, you know? yeah. He's and, a monster. And for the people that's watching on on YouTube, yes, I do have my Sixers jersey on, even though we're talking about Kobe. I have my Sixers jersey on because we played tonight. We played against the Celtics, but that's neither here nor there. Um, right. Man, you know he like we've like before we started, we were watching this Kobe a documentary on Showtime, and right. he started to, like you know he he talked about the the whole incident that happened in 2004, and then how he came back with this whole Black Mamba thing, mm-hmm. and just the mentality of like, yo, if you whoever I don't care who steps on the court, it could be a JV team, I'm killing y'all. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah, right. he's he right. not about that losing life at all. No, man, and. And just just with that, like that that Mamba mentality, you know, Matt, I even start with you if you have anything. Like, what what were some of the things that you might have learned from Kobe, if if there are any? Well, I I don't watch basketball crazy, but he definitely used to show people in the community love. Like he show up at hospitals, show cancer patients mm-hmm. love. He was an all around good person. So for that, you definitely got to salute a guy like that. A lot of these superstars sure. don't take their time. To really show support to the less privileged, you know right, what I'm saying? So, right. I mean, some of them do, but he really was out there doing his thing. But um, what I can say about uh, Kobe when he turned, one thing he talked about when he turned on the Black Mama, he had to create an alternate personality, so he didn't have to deal with what was going on in what he said Kobe's life with right. the whole um, with the woman accusing him of rape and all that. So he literally had to create the Black Mama. Um, 
and you know that was that that showed you how how powerful the mind is and how powerful he is as a person Definitely. to get that done. Cause you seen them games. Yeah. He was he was a black mama when he dropped eighty one. He was demolishing shit. So yeah. that is going to show you how powerful as a as a people you can be or as a person. But Kobe definitely handled that with grace though. So uh, shout out to Kobe. Um, for me, it's just um that will to accomplish whatever it is you're setting out to do, not allowing distractions or uh, obstacles to uh, deter you while you are um, on journey to trying to reach something that's important to you. Right. Gooch? Uh, I looked at Kobe how I looked at Leon from The Professional. Wow. Kobe was a cold assassin. He could, he could kill you up next to you. He could kill you from far. He was relentless. So when I think of Kobe, I think of Leon from The Professional. Mm. And I look at his daughter. <laughs> it's crazy how his daughter, Natalia, Leon, the little girl in The Professional, her, her name was Natalia. Wow. And Kobe has a daughter named Natalia. So he was training the one that passed away, rest in peace, how to be an assassin like him. Wow. So when I think of Kobe, I think about him taking her on the rooftop putting that sniper rifle together mm. and showing her how to be a sniper like him. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So that's the parallel I have with Kobe. He's my Leon. Mm, I like that. That's cool. I like that. Man, yeah, I, man. I, I tell you, like, um, I was reading this book uh, called Relentless. My, my uncle told me about it, and I got it, by Tim S. Grover. And, uh. man, what one thing I've, uh, I've learned from Kobe and this like Kobe, he trained Michael Jordan, Jordan, right? And yeah. Dwayne Wade too, right? And Dwayne, yeah. yeah. And what I what I liked about them is that whenever there was like heavy pressure, late game, it's close. He never um, what's the word I'm looking for? Buckled under pressure. Mm-hmm. He was like, well, all right, never, well, he was never nervous, right? And he he always you know maintained composure. It's like, all right, I've I've been I've been trained and I've been built for situations like this. So instead of me trying to like panic to try to find something out, I already know how this thing is going to play out. I already played it out of my head before we before this even started. So now it's just all I got to do is go in and execute everything that I've I've already planned. Mm-hmm. And man, it, that that's a that's the type of mentality or a principle that I try. I, I do my best, not try. But, um, well, that whole Golden State Warriors team with Kevin Durant had Mamba mentality. They did. They could be they down did. 15 with three minutes left, and they're like, oh, okay, no problem. And next thing you know, you think the game is over. And they done and came State back in one by, by 20. Right, right. <laughs> they had Mamba mentality. So it took a whole team to have his one mentality. That's crazy. Now, and, and it, it, that's, that's, that's good that you brought up, like, the Golden State Warriors. And then my next question is, like, and this is for everybody and that's when I start with you do you know anybody or have you seen anybody in the league today that that possesses that type of mentality any player any team or anybody um I mean no I mean because I don't think you can look at too many people in the world that mm. kind of it's very few people it's a select few that has that kind of mentality because I mean you yeah. just look at the way he was translating it to his off the court life in terms of uh, his retirement. I mean, he, he w- came out the gate, won an Oscar. Yeah. 
um, he got a venture. He had a venture capitalist firm that was is worth over two billion now. Started out Jesus. like two hundred million is worth two billion now. Jesus. So I mean, it's, he's he has that type of drive that very few have. So I I wouldn't expect to see it from anybody else in the league. I agree with that, Matt. Well, you just, do do you know? Have, do you see anybody in the league today that you think has that that Mamba mentality or that that killer instinct? Um. Not really. You know who is actually good, but he always get injured? Who? Derrick Rose. Because <laughs> <laughs> Derrick Rose be doing some freaky shit. He ain't no Kobe, not no Kobe type time, but right. ain't nobody in the league like Kobe right now. I can I can dig that. Um, what about uh, Ben Simmons? Kyrie no. had it last night. <laughs> <laughs> you said Kyrie had it Kyrie last night? Kyrie had it last night. Sure. I, Kevin Durant has Mamba mentality. Kevin Durant, okay. Uh, hmm. Westbrook, when he plays hard, that's mama mentality. This is true. Uh, like Russell Westbrook had went, it last night for sure. Yeah, Lillard had it too. <laughs> yeah, Lillard had it. You, you know, I, like Russell Westbrook, when when I see that, when I see a game where Russell Westbrook is like totally locked in, I'm like I'm scared of him. It's like, he's a monster. Yo, yeah, he's a monster. I, I don't think I want to get on the court with him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if we was to play, like, a pickup game and I see these locked in, I'm like, no, nah, y'all got it. I'm going to wait for the next one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but, you know, the, those those um, players like Damian Lillard or Kevin Durant, I, I see it in them. Ben Simmons, I hope he can get there. I mean, that was a joke. Ooh, at his height, uh, 6'10", and that right. body. And I just wish he shoot. But I just noticed. I, I noticed this. I wish and he was Say it again. I wish he was mean. Ben Simmons isn't a mean person. No, he's he's a nice guy. I, see, I disagree. Canadian, I, right? I think he is mean. He is mean. He's uh, Australian. He is mean, and he's he's oh, ar- no. he's arrogant. But his his arrogance is what stops him from evolving as a player. Yeah, he kind of gets in his own. Yeah, because I mean, you seen like when they got into the fight, and he put what was that? Who put in the headlock? He got he got a mean streak in him. It's right. just he's so arrogant that he doesn't. I don't think he takes. I don't think he's very coachable. I think his, 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 <laughs> his arrogance his, his arrogance makes him uncoachable. I don't think he's coachable. <laughs> he said he likes him. Man, it ain't got nothing to do with that. No, man. he have Kobe, half Elder Barge. It's hard oh. to really, you know, put because he have it's like being Kobe and Drake. You you mad at then you gonna sing and I, I get it. I get it. That's hilarious. Man. <laughs> he's Mama Sita. He's uh, Mama Sita. Oh God. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I w- I'm gonna start this off this this question in, in the honest top ten ranking. Where do you place Kobe? I give him number three. Now who's okay. two and one? Two is Shaq. One is Allen Iverson. <laughs> you, you you know. I just went there. You say it. You oh okay. All right. Yeah, like. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Yeah, like, and this is this is the thing, like, why I have Allen Iverson as number one in my top ten. Like, yeah, that that's a given. <laughs> but no, just the way he played, like, and even Kobe said it, like, Allen Iverson yeah, was the, was the one that kept me up at night trying to figure yeah, him out. He said everybody was lucky Iverson was a 6'3", 6'4". Exactly. Right, he did say and that. And I've always respected the little guy with the big heart. Right. And, you know, that was – Allen Iverson, that was the first best – that was the first jersey I've ever gotten in my life. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, yeah, all right. This 
I never heard of him until I got his jersey. And I'm like, who is this guy? Let me let me look oh, him up. Oh, you didn't up. hear about him when he was at Georgetown? No. No. Well, he oh, got drafted he in 97 a, with Cole, right? 96. He went over, no, ni- it was a 97 96. draft. It was, a ni- it was a 97 draft, though. They both went in the same draft. It was 96. Yeah, it's it 96, 96. man. Okay, I, I yeah, gonna, okay. I was going to talk about Okay, that, yeah, the, right, the right, right. No, 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 no. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, I it think Paul Pearson was the next year. Yeah, that was yeah, Paul no, Pierce, right. Larry Hughes, Dirk. Dirk. They all yeah. went the next year. Right, right, right. But no, right, just like the way Allen Iverson played, he was, one, he was a Gemini. Two, he was just that unpredictable. And again, like like Kobe said, he was that only guy that, that kept him up at night trying to figure him out because nobody until like Iverson's later years was able to figure him out. So that's why I have him at number one in my top in my top ten. Um, but just to keep the list going, like I said, it's Allen Iverson, Shaq, Kobe. I'll go MJ. Um, <laughs> you can laugh all you want. This is my sorry, top I'm ten. Sorry. I'm talking about I'm just, me. I've never heard What's going it. on in it's, my no, life? Absolutely. Just, <laughs> I've never heard it. No, but um, Jordan, then I'll go. Um, yeah, MJ at four? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's your yeah. list. This, this, yeah, this is my list. Right, right. Number five. I don't think I have a number five, to be honest with you. Because. So, you don't, so LeBron's not in the top five at all? No, wow. No. Hey, your um, list. It's your list, man. Your now, LeBron's, like, Miami LeBron scared me because he was just that much of a, a terror on the court. But um, it's it's hard for me to, like, put, like, LeBron in the, in the category of greats. This is just my opinion um, because I don't know. I really don't know. Well, you got to give us a better reason. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, my mind is drawing a blank. Because, I mean... Personal? Just, huh? is, is, it, is it personal? Is just like... Maybe... <laughs> I'm just trying to help you figure it out. That's all. I'm not... Nah, not judging at know. all. I don't know. Okay. But I'll just, I'll just go with the... I'll go with the four. Okay. I mean, what about okay, you? Okay, that's... A- Me? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, then, then we'll go to Gooch. So, man. Well, I got MJ number one. Um, and then... Kobe's number two, and then LeBron's two A. Because I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not, I can't right now. I can't try to. And then I will say Shaq three, and oh, for strict, for strictly personal reasons, his career didn't doesn't doesn't really average up when you look at it in the long run. But he was my first favorite player, and that's Penny. Ooh, Penny Hardaway. That was my first favorite player, Penny. Mm. B- Blue chips. <laughs> right, that was my Butch that was McCray. That Butch was my <laughs> first favorite player, Penny Hardaway. Him and Shaq in Orlando. That was my first favorite now, team. Now, was was Blue Chips like before they got drafted together? Or no, it was, they came it was all together, that. No, was... Shaq was already in the league. I think. Okay, and Penny was they on his put, way. He got drafted, and they put yeah. him in the movie. That's okay, how gotcha, he saw gotcha. Penny play at Blue Chips. Yeah. He was like I want this motherfucker on my team. That's yeah, he was right. coming okay. out that year, and yeah, when they yeah. shot the movie, Shaq was like, "Yo, we got to draft him." And if he didn't have that knee injury, be talking, whole another story with Penny, whole another story. Damn. Then I think he messes back up too. So, but yeah, so that's my five. You know, like I said, okay. I can't. LeBron and Kobe two two a. I can't two, do two it right a. now. I, 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 I can smoke a bag of that. Yeah, I, uh, I like LeBron, um, but you just he, don't like his hairline. That's hilarious because we share the same pain. But no, it's not that. It's just 
I, like going back to Miami, like like I said, Miami LeBron scared me because it was like he was able to do whatever he wanted on the court, and nobody could stop him. But it's like if he's on a team by himself and he's the only superstar, I don't see that. It's like he's forcing it where Miami, it was just he was just out there having fun. Well, I mean, and I can't believe I'm a being LeBron apology. I think most people's problems with LeBron just to, and even though it's a Kobe, and, and the flopping. I, I was is, flopping. is the fact that, you know, I know for me, my problem with Le, when while I wasn't a huge LeBron fan coming out was because it felt like the NBA mm-hmm. was trying to make you forget that Kobe mm-hmm. was the best in the league at that time. Mm-hmm. And that they was trying to put him as the best player in the league too too fast. And okay. I think that's why a lot of people had a problem with LeBron, especially earlier in his career. Mm-hmm. It was because I know for me, I was like, "Yo, Kobe is the best right now." Right. And, but you know, LeBron chosen one, all that coming out, being on the cover of Sports Illustrated at like what 16, 16. 17, something yeah. like that. So I think that was most people. But if you go back, like now that we were older, you go back and watch LeBron. He's a problem. You gotta understand. Yeah, he couldn't get past the. I mean, he took a team to the finals in, what, his third year in the league? He just lost to... That was the second. 07, right? It was 07. Okay, yeah, yeah, 07, okay, yeah. and they lost to the Spurs. I mean, it's the Spurs. It's the Spurs, Tim yeah. Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then he couldn't... Then next year, it's the Celtics with the, the big three, the first big three. Mm, so, yeah. I mean, it, it, it we would have liked it then, you know. I mean, I never forget when he took over against Detroit and got past when he went to the finals the first time. It's dropped 25 in the fourth quarter. Damn. So, I mean, he had his moments. Okay, and, all right. You know, he's hit more game winners than Kobe and Jordan. You've made your case. At a better I'll, I'll percentage. Put, I'll put LeBron at five. So, I'll put LeBron you know, I'm just five. saying. I'm, I'm, you know, that's why I said Kobe, LeBron, 2 2 A. I'm not going to put one you. over right now, but yeah. All right, Gooch, give me your. In- in an honest top okay. five. My, okay, I'm going to go uh, 1A, 1B, Jordan, Kobe. Mm. Number two, Magic. Number three, Kareem. Number four, Shaq. Mm. Number five, Wilt. And six, LeBron. Mm. But being that I have a 1A, 1B, yeah, that would be yeah, Jordan, Kobe, Magic, Kareem, Shaq, Wilt, LeBron. All monsters. And it's kind of biased because I'm from. I'm about LA. to say heavy Lakers. I'm about to say heavy Lakers uh, list. Right, and, and everybody's a Laker except Jordan. So, you know, um, but they all greats. I mean, yeah, all, um, let me see. A lot of changes were made um, due to Kareem. You couldn't dunk. Damn, really? In college. Yeah, in college. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you couldn't dunk in college because of Shaq. They now have defense, defensive three seconds, yeah, and seconds, you can play yeah. zone in the NBA because of Shaq. They brought the zone back, right? Wow. Yeah, will they widen the lane? You know the the paint. Right. They mm-hmm. make that wider because of Wilt. Wow. So I have uh, three motherfuckers that changed the rules. Damn. Oh, Jordan, wow. Jordan rules. You couldn't the way you could defend people. Mm-hmm. You had you couldn't put your hand in their back anymore. You had to the use your forearm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. When you start changing rules, you're a monster. It's true. <laughs> now, they, I'm like if somebody got in and just dunked every time, they said, no, nah, man, we got to change the rim to 12 feet. Now, they did change the rules for LeBron. No flopping. What's the LeBron rule? <laughs> no flopping. <laughs> we, hey, yeah. Okay. That's 
Is that a LeBron rule or a Ginobili rule? I about uh, to say. I mean, that was like a lot of people was adopting the flop. Um, even college players. Yeah. So I think the yeah, flopping just got hand. out of hand. Like, yeah. Because who flops more than Marcus Smart? Oh God! Don't bring his name up. You know what I mean? So it's just like the flopping. It was yeah. just it was a league wide problem with the flopping. Mm. Vladi Divac was was the king of flops before anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody right. flopped like Vladi flop. <laughs> yeah, Magic flop. would egg him on the flop. Like it was they would, we would get a lot of calls due to Vladi. So yeah, so I mean they just had to cut it out with right. bringing the flopper rule in. You know what? I might take Magic out my top five due to his son. Oh, so <laughs> hey, man. I'm gonna go. Uh, I was waiting for it. I was waiting. You know what? It. I just thought about that. Him and Dwayne Wade can't be in my top ten just due to genetics. So I, I'm oh, gonna go. <laughs> MJ, Kobe, Magic, scratched, Kareem, Shaq, Will, LeBron. <laughs> God damn it. Matt, what, what's your, your your top five? In, your your honest top five NBA players of all time. All right, just to make this clear, I don't, I don't watch basketball like that, but I'm just gonna go with what I know. <laughs> Jordan That's definitely won for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Kobe second. Okay. Um, wasn't Bill Russell? Didn't Bill Russell win all the rings? The most rings? 11 rings. He had 11. Mm-hmm. All right, so he definitely. Matter of fact, Bill going to be first since he just won all the rings. <laughs> Fuck so, that. So you going to rank him by rings? Bill, yeah, Bill yeah. first, Jordan, Kobe. I got two more. Yeah. Um, yes, that would be five. Uh, let's see. I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw, of course, Shaq got to be in there. Okay. And, okay. and I'm going to throw AI in there. Just because okay, I'm a that's... Philly fan. And AI, okay, and, and, go, go ahead. Here's my question: If what do you watch if you don't watch basketball? Uh, watch like um, baseball. I'm more of a baseball fan, football fan. Well, not really football. Either. I'm more like a baseball, baseball fan. Yeah, he. Okay. I, I'll tell you, like when me and Matt was growing up, Matt was the one who put me on the Lenny Dykstra. Oh yeah, the hockey dude. Yeah, the Phillies man. I'm, I'm thin. Oh, my God. I know, right? I'm the hockey dude. I'm thinking about Wayne Gretzky. I'm on some other <laughs> shit. <laughs> No, you, you was the one who put me on the Lenny Dykstra and, and Jeff Gordon. Right. Yeah, NASCAR. Yeah, Matt, NASCAR. Matt was Matt was a NASCAR f- You know, like, Jeff Gordon fanatic. from California. He's from my part of town. Oh, yeah? He's from Inglewood. Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon. Jimmy Gordon was my man, Rainbow Rainbow Warrior. Sorry uh, for our listeners. Our, my, my little uh, nut-ass dog is barking because we Malcolm just came in. So... What Goose say? What Goose say? What kind of dog is that? What you say, Goose? What kind of dog is that? It's a uh, Chihuahua mixed with uh, Pug. And his name is Brother Malcolm? No, no. no. <laughs> Ma- Malcolm, he, he's our he's fourth in the podcast. Yo, Goose, you's a dickhead. That was funny as <laughs> my shit. Dog's name, my dog's name is Blue. <laughs> okay. This nigga got a little Muslim dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got a little Muslim dog. Now, all right, I, I just want to... Uh, all right, so Malcolm, you know, just just to catch you up, we've been talking about like Kobe. We're, you know, we're we're doing this tribute to him, and we talked about like what's your favorite play or favorite game of Kobe. What are some of the things you learned from Kobe and his Mamba mentality? And um, do you think there's anybody in the league that possesses that that same Mamba mentality or, or killer that killer instinct? You know what I mean? And right now we just um, we just gave like a, a top five players of all time and where do you place Kobe in that top five speaking to the mic <laughs> oh my bad there you go you good 
Here you go. You on. Is he talking about um, sign language? I can't all hear right, him. Um, <laughs> I mean, oh. to me, my greatest uh, <laughs> top player is Jordan is number one. Kobe's number two. Um, AI is number three. And LeBron's number four. And, and to the mic. LeBron's number four. That's my pick. That's me. Who's the number three? Who'd you say your number two AI. was, Gooch? He said AI was. Oh, okay. We, we, okay, we, okay. we got Gooch on the phone, so. Oh, he, he can't hear you. What's up, brother Malcolm? All praises, brother. <laughs> he can't hear you. His, yeah, mic, his, his, his headphones, headphones messed up. He's messed up. Okay, okay. But um, that's what I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> but moving on, I wanna I wanna talk about this '96 draft class. We talked about it earlier. Um, okay. I, in my opinion, I, I really feel like like the the '96 draft class was probably the greatest draft class in NBA history. Um, cause you had AI, like I said, you had Kobe, you had um, Stephon Marbury, you had. Ray Allen. Ray, Ray Allen. Allen. Right. Who, Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Antoine Walker. Um, <coughs> man, I'm trying to think of everybody else. It was a monster. Yeah, like, I, I feel like that was. Ray a, Allen. Yeah, yeah, we said that. We said, we said Ray Allen. Stephon Marbury. Ste- we said uh, Stephon Marbury. Y'all did? Yeah, yeah. you, you wasn't. Carrie Kittles. God, uh, uh, Antoine Walker. Antoine yeah, Walker. Got, Marcus Camby. Mark, oh, yeah, Marcus Camby. Camby. Yeah. Right. yeah, what's the other? Jermaine O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal. Sharif Abdurrahim. Monster. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's Brother Malcolm people should, should do a wedding. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think Malcolm's Muslim. But for, okay. for, for the sake of this, we'll, yeah, because we call him Brother uh, Malcolm. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, just like, I, I even go back to that rookie game, man. Stoyakovic. I forgot Stoyakovic. Yeah, Pager was in that draft. Oh, yeah. It's saying right here, Pager Stoyakovic. Wow. Oh, and for the record, That's Malcolm nice. is not a Muslim name; it's a Celtic name. No, we—he's thinking that you're Muslim because we call you brother Malcolm. No, I, I don't know. What I'm saying, from, you know, what I mean, the movie. you gotta let him know. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a Celtic name. It's not yeah, Muslim. Oh, but like I said, Malcolm um, <laughs> on the phone, fifty-one fifty nations on Goose the Great. I'm pretty sure you've heard of him, right? Yeah, That's the boy to be bootlegging them T-shirts. <laughs> he said he'd be bootlegging them t-shirts. Like I'm bootlegging my t-shirts. You'd be bootlegging them 5150 show t-shirts. I'll be seeing you. Oh, man, I'm going to tell um, Sister Betty you talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But no, man, just going, going back to that draft class, I don't think there was a draft class that can, like, go up against 96 draft class. And when Kobe came, like. Yeah. Yeah, that, that shit was deep. I mean, the closest we probably got was. What, what year was it? The O two O three draft class with LeBron, uh, Melo, and Wade, D Wade and Bosh, Chris Bosh. Yeah, and that still can't fuck with it. I'm reading yeah. Allen Iverson, Marcus Canby, Sharif Abdul, Raheem, Stephon Marbury, Ray Allen, Antoine Walker, Lorenzo Wright, Kerry Kittles, Samaki Walker, Kobe Bryant, Paige Stoyakovich, Steve Nash, Tony Delt, Jermaine O'Neal, John Wallace. Um, Ilgowskis, Dante Jones, Roy Rogers, Derek Fisher. (laughs) Nigga, Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher. Um, Wow. Damn, Derek Fisher was in that. Trash. Hold on. Ty Fuller. WNBA draft, motherfuckers. Right here. Let me see. Hilarious. Uh, Yeah, that's that's enough. Worth saying. But those are all names that did something, you know? Yeah, like these these were like. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, I guess you could say game changers in the league. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, just even just going back to uh, Dead Eye Shooter Ray Allen, and even um, 
uh, Antoine Walker, you know, wish he could have did his money better, but that's neither here nor there. But just even Antoine Walker, dead out from 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 the three. Um, what was the other names you said? Peja Stoyakovic, another dead eye from three. Um, but just going back, like that rookie game was probably the best rookie game I've ever seen. Oh, the niggas were balling. That shit was serious. Yeah, and they were playing defense. But again, that's neither here nor there. But just the the fact of like the caliber of players that were drafted in that year, it was it was just crazy. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But man. I can, well, I ain't, I don't have much memories on that, but, uh, so Gooch, talk to me about, like, you said you had this, this Kobe story. Okay, uh, uh like I was lay, saying, it was 2009, Michael Jackson had just died. Right. We had just beat Boston in finals. And the reason I know it was 2009, because I had a brand new 2009 Lambert Dini Goyardo. I, fresh. Mm. Nigga, you couldn't tell me anything, nigga. Little nigga in LA, top down, and I pulled up the PF Canes, and I was playing Jadakiss, things I've been through, mm. right? And if you don't know the song, when I rolled up, it just sounds like I was bumping Luther. I can only be for. Her. So wow. you know the older people out there, like, oh, he playing Luther. Hilarious. When the beat dropped, they're like, what the fuck? Ironically, and you know, Jacob <laughs> yeah. and all that shit. Kobe was standing outside with a white cat. I don't know if it was, you know, his manager or whoever. I don't know who it was. And he walked over to the car like, yo, who is this? I'm like, man, this is the new Jada. Mm. And me, Kobe, and this white dude nigga stood outside the PF chain <laughs> dancing to Jada Kiss. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's wow. That's, that's crazy. And no, this is where it got real good. Because they were leaving. But I guess the people on the inside saw me dancing and conversing with him. I mm. didn't know the dude at all. Wow. So when I went inside and ordered my food, they were like, oh, you were with Mr. Bryant. Your food is free. I said, huh? Wow. Oh, yeah. Mr. Nigga, I abused it for about a month. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's my, that's my, yeah, I'm his little cousin. Yeah, that's my yeah, man, I'm right? Saying, I mean, I'm in LA for a little bit. They're like, have you talked to Carl? I'm like, man, I just got off the phone with him. What's up? <laughs> Hilarious. What are you ordering? Yeah, so I used that for like a month. Yeah, man. So that was that was my memory of him. He got a chance to hear Jada Kiss things I've been through. Dang. Me. Yeah, so that was yeah. So so you being in LA, so like when when the news break when the news broke out, like what was the energy like in that city? <laughs> man, my uh my homegirl that plays in the WNBA. She called me first, and she's like, is it true? Mm. And this is what happened. I saw it on my computer screen. So when I went to hit the link, the TMZ link, mm -hmm. it says down, it, um, going through maintenance or whatever. So I thought maybe someone had hacked TMZ's right. site, and right. it was bullshit. So I was like, man, they bullshitting. You know, the, the, um, the site is down. I said, as a matter of fact, hit it and see what it says. She said it's saying in these maintenance. So I was like, okay. Uh, I felt good because I thought it was some bullshit, right? Right. Then I started going to my local channels. You know, Kobe Bryant dies. It's going to be a special report all over. All over, right. When, when I didn't see it was a special report, I started feeling good. Like, oh, man, somebody, they play too much. Right. But about 10 minutes later, 
and my phone start ringing and text start coming in and then mm. um it was at the the ticker at the bottom of ESPN mm. that's when it hit me and I could tell you man like you know how the traffic is in L- in LA right yeah it was no traffic it was like wow the cars stopped you could like the silence was so loud mm. it was an eerie feeling yeah for silence to be that loud like you could hear the clouds moving Damn. <laughs> wow and that's, that's, that's what I was saying was. I, I felt like the world shifted Sunday night you know what I mean because it was just you know it was just I, I, I was with my girl we was we was reading this book and my co-worker texted me and like Kobe did. I'm like, no, what you talking about? Just um, you know, LeBron just passed his, his scoring, mm-hmm. his all-time scoring last night. So he's like, no, it's on TMZ. Get on my phone. All I typed was Kobe Bryant on Google. Yeah, it should came right All up. of the tweets came up. Right. I'm like, oh my God. And I feel like that was I've never cried over a celebrity death. Mm-hmm. This was my first one. I didn't I didn't cry for Michael. I didn't cry for Prince. I didn't even cry for Muhammad Ali. But Kobe, it was like that touched you, huh? It touched me because it's like, you know, being the guy from Philly. But it was just one of those people where you didn't like it. It just came out of nowhere. It was really unexpected. It was unexpected. Unexpected, And I'm just sitting there like, oh god. And then I saw a video. It was a soccer game, and this this player shot a penalty shot, and he just held up the two four. Neymar. Yeah. It was Neymar. He held up the two like that that's for Kobe. Yeah. yeah. That like, quick. That was gangster. Traveled. Yeah, and he did it. I saw that and like me and my girl just, just broke into tears because it was like, oh. You see the young you know boy that saying? dropped you dropped like 80? He dropped 81 in 81. the high school. Yeah, yeah. High school <laughs> for Kobe. Game, I did see that. Yeah, I know for me, it, it was just like it was like finding out that Batman died. How about Bruh, it? That's what it was How like. It was it? like yeah. nah, 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 nah. Like right. Batman's not dying in a right. helicopter crash. Right. right. You know what I mean? Out of, out was, of all things, right? Right. It was like, yeah. that's what it was like for real. That's the best way I could describe it. It's like, you know, you never expect Batman well, to die. Well, about when E.T. Yeah. went home in the spaceship and you like, damn, nigga, E.T. gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real shit. I mean, I, right. just, I just didn't know he was like on Bill Gates status. Like, mm. then I find all this, all the investments and all the business yeah. ventures he had. I'm like, yo, like, this dude was really on his way to become the next like Warren Buffett. Bill, yeah, like yeah, he really wow. was touching yeah, everything. He was, he was serious about that, right? Yo, like, he's gonna start his own league in yeah. China. Mm. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of right. stuff. And he was about to start educating players on how to keep their money. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And you know what? The, the silver lining his death is that you know people, a lot of these players are gonna understand that the mob mentality is not only about working hard, but also you know life outside of basketball. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm seeing a lot of players are probably going to be like, you know what, damn, like I'm trying to be more, not just a player, but the business the business side and the business acumen from, Hogan, mm-hmm. from Kobe. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like that's 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 been LeBron's whole thing. Like yeah. with his, with his um, uninterrupted production company. Yeah, even like I'm saying, Bono is more than that. And, and the like I see movies and I'll say like Bron, so I'm like, wow, like, right. you know what I mean? Goose, what'd you say? Like, if, did you guys see the post-game interview with LeBron? He was like, man, you know, yeah. I'm not, I don't apologize for going to my son's game. Like, mm. I think the death of Kobe is like telling LeBron, like, man, I don't care about these right. records. I'll right. retire and be with my family. Right. That's what, we talk. That's what the rest of it's about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, but that's why Kobe started taking the helicopters in the first place. Because yeah. Cause he was missing, you know, the LA. He said the talking about how the traffic had yeah. gotten so bad yeah, that he was missing. Oh he was missing plays and pageants and stuff like that. So he started helicoptering. So this way he could he would get up in the morning. He would drop the kids off at school, helicopter to practice, mm-hmm. helicopter back, so he could pick them up. And he's been wow. doing this for like 10, 15 yeah, he, years. He's been doing wow. it for a while now. He's been, wow. He, he, 10, that's how he years. got around, was right. in a helicopter. That's so baller, though. Right. That's why yeah. I said it was like Batman <laughs> dying. Bro, that's Bruce Wayne type <laughs> yeah. shit right, right there. Right, right. That's the type of shit. Oh, I mean, the man God. spoke five languages fluently. Yeah. He could speak them. Yeah, he's very intelligent. Right. Very he's speaking. Intelligent he's speaking <sighs> when him and his daughter was at the game where they played the Mavericks. Uh, Luka Doncic said. He's speaking to Luka. Yeah, Luka Doncic said, I'm getting ready to inbound the ball, and somebody behind me speaking Slovenia, and I look back, yeah. and it's Kobe Bryant. He used to speak... Uh, the uh, Vucevic, he used whatever language he spoke, they yeah. used to speak it on the court. I was wow. watching an interview, this is before Kobe passed, where Vucevic was on this uh show on FS1 called uh, forgot the name of it. First but, things first, no, 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 not first things first. It's oh. a, it's it's uh, oh, what's, I forgot the name of it, but Kristen Leahy is the host, okay. And he was talking about how sometimes him and Kobe would break out into his language, his native language when they were on the court so they can mm-hmm. tell each other what they wanted to do and all that. You know what I mean? On top of speaking Italian and Spanish and, you know what I mean? And French. He knew Mandarin from knew being Mandarin. over there in China. Yep, all of yeah. The, Kobe was like a god in China. Yeah. Like, he was like a god in China. Yeah. Man, his, I, his popularity was crazy yo, over in China. Yeah, bigger than it over here. Bigger than it was here. Imagine that. Oh, like, just, just hearing this stuff is like making it hurt more. You know what I mean? Because, like, yeah, I, to man. be honest, like, I'm... I'm I, I still can't process. I mean, for me, what like, did I'm it for still, me? I'm still what, in denial in a sense. What took ahead. me? What took me? Like, cause at first, when I first heard about it. I was sad. I'm like, damn, it's fucked up. Kobe died. But then when I heard his daughter was on the helicopter yeah, too. Yeah, man. And then was... like, cause like watching those videos where he was on the sideline with her, legacy and he right giving there. her game, and she is mm-hmm. soaking it up. Like you could mm-hmm. just tell. Like she wanted like, to do so really want, Right. Like she really wanted the ball. Right. And then like she's 13 with a fadeaway. Yeah, like it's different like when I you look, try right. to teach, teach your kids something. Like when he, they want something, like right. that's yeah. crazy. And they want it. Like she and he and I remember if you y'all seen the clip of when he was on uh uh Jimmy Fallon okay. and he was talking about how, you know, people would come up to him saying, Kobe, you gotta have a boy, you gotta have a boy and uh Gigi would be like, No, nah, I got it. It's yeah. cool, I got it. And you could just tell, like you watch clips of her playing, like she 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 really took after his mentality like yeah. she he didn't have to give her that no. that that hunger she had it already she, already had like, she was oh, born with it you see that the one joint where they playing against each other and she does like that push yeah, off yeah she does a step yeah, back yeah, push like, off yo. and a step back <laughs> and she was like 11 at the time yeah i'm like yo and, she's it, and she didn't really pick the bat she didn't pick the ball up until like around 10 11 years old so wow. it's not like she was playing like as a real young girl she didn't start playing until she was like 10 so she was only like two years in yeah. wow and see and that's that the dope part that I like is that, like, Kobe, is being a black man, like, he's kind of changing that narrative about the, the quote-unquote stereotype of black fathers and them being absentee. Yeah. But you see how much, like, black men love their children by how much they pour into them. Of course. Instead of, like, giving them money and all of that, it's like he's sharing his knowledge with them. Mm-hmm. And just, just the way he is to her is, like, a reflection of him. So I'm, I think that's that's just dope. Yeah, you know what I'm saying definitely. I think that's also an attest to him as well, because like if you like, it's not just that you be a cool parent, but if you're really on top of your game as a parent and doing your thing, mm-hmm. your kids, yeah, you know I mean, are really going, yeah, you know I mean, want to be like you. Right. You know yeah, what I'm for saying? Sure. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, man. But one thing about that is like I ain't gonna hold you about his death. I'm a little salty because I remember you know 
used to be like, yeah, Kobe's not from Philly. You know what I'm saying? He's from the main line. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But even though he was, he really fucking loved, he loved Philly. You know what I'm saying? His yes, heart was in Philly. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yeah. But when and he balled, he came and balled in Philly. Yeah, he yeah. did. I mean, he, he balled with, I mean, he, he balled like he was from the city. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the city. Yeah. But when his death, when it happened, it just hit me. It was like, damn, man. Right. Even I, I just remember like, even thinking that back in the day. Right. Why, why right. would you be a fool right. even right. to think that? You even think that, right. You know I, mean? I, I had the same type feelings. I agree. I'll tell you, the 0-1 finals against the Sixers. I hated Kobe's guts because it was like it wasn't that it was just the fact of how how dare you come in our house and, and take our cookies from I mean, us it was the, you know it, I mean? for a lot like, of people for a lot of know? people from Philly it was the you know I'm coming to you know rip I'm coming to rip their hearts out right yeah. exactly right when really you think about it like you should really respect the comment like that coming from a competitor like him but we knew I, I mean we can we just because we kind of knew like yeah. you know we're not you know, we, no, we, we, here's the thing that game two, when Iverson told Kobe, he like, yo, we headed to the house now. Yeah. Telling Kobe that, you know, we headed right. to Philly. Kobe's like, I'm from Philly. <laughs> right. That's my house too. Right. Right. That was gangster. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's my house too. Oh, but I mean, you got to be a special kind of cat to win an NBA championship and then go to the Rucker and play. Right, like, you know yeah. what I mean. Then go play at the Rucker at Rucker Park and go drop whatever you think you dropped like fifty at the Rucker Park or something mm-hmm. like that. Jesus, so it's like yeah. it, it was just a different. And that just was, a that was after cat. they won. After yeah, it was O two. Oh, no, no, it was O two. That they beat the Nets. The Nets. Oh yeah, that was that was practice for them. Well, yeah, I, but that I, I nigga we had that, that after that game one. I thought we we was going to do something. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all we all we all thought we had a chance. They put that to bed quick. That real talk. They put that with the infamous quick. step over. You got respect. Yeah, the step yeah, over. Right. Tyrone Lou. Tyrone Lou oh, gave him a look and everything. Yeah. Though. <laughs> today they would have called it tech. Oh yeah. Today's game that's a tech. That's torn oh, today. Oh yeah, today yeah, yeah. But see, this this is this is why I'm I'm really like declining from just watching NBA basketball, is because it's getting pussyfied. I mean, like, I mean, it's been pussy five like the past five, six years. I feel like my I think, I, well, my fault to cut you off, no, but I, I feel like the game is missing that improvisation. Like, you go back and watch Kobe highlights, Vince highlights, like the stuff that they was doing just off the on the fly, like you right. know, just coming down the lane Moving on the fly, just, yeah. T Mac just doing whatever to get the ball in the hoop. You don't yeah. see that anymore. Everything's so schemed out everything's all about everything's about every the game now it's is all about it's all about efficiency right because yeah. of the analytics so, there's no center in the game the lane is wide open i mean because everybody wants to shoot, shoot like threes, they, they yeah. And, yeah come do, on man do the analytics the three-point shot is now looked at the more efficient shot than taking a bunch of twos so now you see it reflected in the game everybody wants to shoot threes oh my god that, that and that's what pisses me off because we like taking it bringing it back to the sixers like we got a guy like Embiid who can dominate, but he can't because, one, everybody wants to shoot threes. He's shooting threes, but he's getting crowded in the lane. So it's like, how do you stop that? You know what I'm saying? Well, having a point guard that will shoot, shoot a 12-foot jump shot will help because, you know, <laughs> that would help a lot. But Yeah, you know, Ben Simmons can shoot. That would change everything. It would change everything. Right. Open the Shaq lane right said back it up. Because Shaq was saying in an interview, if he kind of looked at them like him and Cole, uh, like him and Penny, mm-hmm. but he says when being that Embiid is, you know, how tall is Embiid? Seven one, seven two. Seven two, yeah. Shaq was saying with him being that tall and that big, him shooting threes 
actually takes him out the game. That yep. takes his height away yep. because he's so far away from the basket. It doesn't matter if he's 7'2". He might as well be 6'1". This is true. Because he's not going to get a rebound. Right. No, he's too far. Right. So they were asking Shaq how would he have played Embiid when he was playing. He said, I would have punished him in the paint and I would let one of my forwards guard him on the perimeter. Right. Right. Makes sense. Dang. All right. I, I want to change gears and, and talk about um, let's go with Kobe's final game versus Utah. Right. Woo! The 60 piece. 60 Jesus. Piece. Now, <laughs> give us some context. Me and Zoe was watching it, getting ready to um, start recording the 5150 show. We're in the office. I yeah. had, had it on the screen. We watching the shit. And it's like, yo, this is his last game. And he's, I'm, I think he had 48. I'm like, no, yo, this dude's going for 60. Mm -hmm. And this was like midway third quarter, I believe, or something like that. I'm like, yo, this dude's going for 60. And I'll be damned. Last shot. Got his 60. And it was like, yo. I just witnessed something like, you know how like back in the day, you know, everybody would talk about stuff with stuff that Jordan would do. It's like, yo, I've never seen anybody do something like that. But seeing Kobe do it in, in the way that he did it on his very last game, that was like. That's a gangster. It, that was like, for me, you put the stamp on GOAT status, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, that was goat shit. Because every, you know, you got a lot of players who do the farewell tours like Dwayne Wade or. Well, I mean, Kobe started the farewell tour. They weren't doing farewell tours before Kobe. Before it. That right. was the Fusa first round. Mm -hmm. Right. I but, think they I think they overdid it with a couple of people's farewell tours. Like who? Paul Pierce. He didn't deserve one. Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a lot of. I mean. I mean, even D Wade, John. Like, uh, all right. Well, it was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but, like, like it kind of. Hey, son was out there running around in leggings oh, and shit. That was hey. disrespectful, man. <laughs> I didn't want to go there. One time, the nigga had on the bikini. I was like, come on, man. This shit. Come on, man. Stop the farewell shit, man. Jesus. But no, <laughs> no. Just, just going back to going back to Kobe's uh, last game. It was like, if you want to be certified as a great player, that's how you do it. If you want to be remembered as a great player, that's how you do it. I mean, it, just I him think. just him having enough in the tank to go get that 60 was remarkable. Cause, Absolutely. You know, you could just tell, like, you know. He was tired. Watching the, you know, but we were watching the documentary. Basically, it's about, you know, his career up until mm -hmm. to the Achilles tear and then right. how he fought to get back. He wasn't the same anymore. Yeah, like that, 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 that did. I'm glad he was able to go out on his terms, mm -hmm. but, um. You could tell that he just wasn't the same anymore Like yeah. after he tore his Achilles. So for him to be, just have enough in the tank to go get 60, mm -hmm. regardless of his efficiency that night or whatever, who cares? Just, right. you know, being in year 20 and to go get 60. Like, you know, he thought it was what Jordan dropped. What was his, 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 uh, his, 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 his high in his, um, his last game? in his last, last couple last years, year. like 48, right? Or did he get 50? I think it was like 48 he got right. with the Wizards. So I know it was important to him to eclipse Jordan mm -hmm. in that aspect, even though he wasn't able to catch him in the rings. Right. Almost caught him in Almost, the rings. But, but if they didn't lose to Boston that year, he would have had him. Or, I mean, you know what? Boston. I'm sorry. If they hadn't blocked the trade that would have sent Chris Paul to the Lakers. Oh, 
that remember that. David Stern yeah, stepped yeah. in. David Stern stepped yeah. in and just dem- abolished the trade and said, no, it is unfair. The trade was done. Chris Paul would have been on the Lakers. And this is Chris Paul in his prime. This this wasn't this was like an old but that this was like to the Clippers instead, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This was Chris Paul in his prime. So if they would have let that trade Chris go Paul's through, right. right? If, if they'd have let that trade go through, then we talking about Kobe. Maybe maybe getting he would have got six for sure. Maybe seven. Mm. You you believe that, bro? He won two. Six easy. He they, that's what I'm saying. Six for sure. Because mm. if six for sure. But if he had had Chris Paul, I mean, we talking about Chris Paul in his prime now. Kobe, Kobe can, Kobe can just do what he do. He don't have to worry about facilitating. This is true. Because you know, Kobe gets the knock for not passing, but he's still number two all time in Lakers in assists. So, you know, I think Kareem Jordan had 15 points in his last game versus no. the 76ers. The score was 107-87. Jordan had 15. Points. No, no, no. I don't mean I don't mean in Jordan's last game. I just mean like his career high. I mean not his career high, but what what, what was his highest he scored as a Wizard? Season. Not necessarily the last game, but just during that time with wizard? the Wizards. Yeah, not 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 in any not in his last okay. game, but just like what what's the most he put up in a Wizards uniform? I, think, I was trying. I think it was forty eight. That's what I'm saying. I know I know forty eight. I know he averaged twenty one year. Yeah. He did average twenty at like you know forty. He averaged like twenty and five, twenty and seven or something like that. I don't Speaking know. Speaking of OGs in the game, I gotta shout out Vince Carter. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, just for still, late, you know, just the fact he can still he can still reverse. Yeah, and he can still do it. Yeah, like but reverse three, he can still do a three sixty. Jesus, and how, how old is like forty three? He's 40 uh, 41. 40, okay. I think it's in Kobe's the same age. Okay. Um, Jordan's high score as a wizard was fifty one. All right, fifty one. Okay. I knew I thought yeah, I knew it was either forty eight or in the fifties. Yeah, so I know it was important to Kobe to get more than Jordan in the, in that last year and and being as though they were, they was beginning to reach their um you know the end of their career so yeah jordan dropped 51 kobe dropped to 60 so i know he wanted to get that but yeah um you know but vince carter played in what four four decades right 90s 2000s no yeah no you said no four decades 90s 2000s 2010s and it's 2020 still playing so it's four decades He's played in four okay. different decades. Okay, all right, I see. You. I'm, you know I'm thinking he wasn't in no league forty years. No, no, he's only forty years old. So <laughs> no, I mean, but he's played in four, four different decades. decades. I got you. I got you. Like when Jeez. Trey, um, Trey Young wasn't even born yet when he first got into the league. Wow. And he's still yeah, hooping. Vince was in. He got drafted ninety-seven. <laughs> yeah, Trey Young is as old as I mean, Vince is as old as Trey Young's dad. Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> shout out to Vince, man. Yeah, man. And then when they showed him Boy, last year, and he had on some, he had on like some pants and a sweater, and he just dunked, and just went up and dunked. I was like, yo, wow, he still get up. He, he's a little slow. Oh but, well, I mean, he's forty. Yeah, yeah. some slacks, and they got some yeah. slacks and a button down shirt. Right. And, yeah. Wow. Right. Still dunking. I mean, no, Shaq is still seven two. I'm like, Shaq's still dunking, but he ain't Vince. But um. Man, this this was dope. Um, all right, let's talk about the eighty-one point game versus Toronto. Oh wow! I remember where I was at, but because that that one that game didn't come on TV. It didn't come on. Well, I know it came on out there in LA, but I mean, it, it didn't, oh, come, it didn't come on TV. Because remember, right. they kept updating it in the in the uh, in the ticker. In the ticker, yeah. They kept updating it. 
And he was like, oh, shit, is he going to get 81? Is he, well, you know, what is he going to get? He was like, oh, he got, well, he had like 60 through three quarters, 60 something through three quarters or something like that. Dallas, that was the Dallas game yeah. a week before, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's okay, right. He yeah. dropped it. He dropped. He he set out the fourth 63 quarter. Sixty-three and three quarters. He, yeah. he set out the fourth quarter. They said they said Kobe could have went for eighty. He said I get it another time. And then and a week later he, he dropped it a week later. God. All in Jalen Rose and the rest of the Raptors. Oh. I was in the I was in the feds when he dropped eighty-one. Oh wow! He was in the and feds. I was talking so much shit. Yeah. <laughs> hold, hold up! You was in the feds. You was driving Lamborghini. What, what, what was you into, dog? <laughs> Oh, matter of fact, oh, I ain't want to ask you that. I don't want to speak that on so. air, man. We'll talk on air. I've been doing this since Moby Dick was a goldfish. Hey, I've been doing bad <laughs> shit all my life. Hey, man. <laughs> they saying you're not on you, man. We're going to have to talk when you off air. Yeah, oh. I was born in an apartment. I'm just making sure I die in the house. I'll I was getting you. my money. You I'll know what I mean? You. So, no, I was, ahead, in, I was in the feds, and everybody called me L.A. And, nigga, you know, I've always been a Kobe fan. And um, when he gave him that 81 pieces of chicken, <laughs> and I went crazy. Oh, I talked so much shit. Like niggas wanted to kill me. <laughs> oh, I talked so much shit. Oh, Damn. yeah, but I, I, I'll never forget it. That's where I was at, and um, I called my best friend on the phone. Like, oh, okay, I called my best friend on the phone. Mm-hmm. I was like, nigga, did you see that? Mm-hmm. He was like, nigga, how did you see it? I said, like, there's cable in here. <laughs> He oh, thought that man. you know he didn't know the protocol of prison. Right. I'm like, man, we have we have cable. I see everything you see. We have cable. <laughs> All cable. Then we had like um in the in the game room, you have 20 TVs. Jesus. So you see everything. It's the it, the, the feds are different in the yeah, state. We kind of yeah, yeah. club fed. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Right. I saw Kobe, nigga, beautiful, mm. eating tacos. I was eating tacos watching Kobe. Yeah. Oh my god. In the yeah, so. <laughs> no, I tell you, I saw it, uh, the highlights of it, and this was when I was still hating Kobe, you know, because I think he was, he was still wearing number eight. Yeah, he was still wearing, still wearing eight. number eight. Yeah. yeah, and I saw it, I'm like, yeah, he did that. It's the Raptors. Raptors are like 16th place in the East. I don't even care about that because I at, at that time, I'm like, only person that could shut him down was Andre Iguodala. Yeah, he was diehard six. Exactly. Yeah, so right. when I saw it, I'm like, man, whatever. It's against the Raptors. Iggy shut him down to 17. I ain't, I ain't worrying about that. You know what I'm saying? But, again, looking back on it, the older I got, it was like the hate that I had for Kobe turned into, like, much respect because of his work ethic and the attitude he carried towards the game. You know? And we, we can talk about the whole, um, what, what do you call that, the – him not passing the ball, him being a ball hog and all that, but still, just the way he went on that court, it was like, just like he said on the documentary, I'm driving this thing and I don't care who's getting ran over. Mm-hmm. I'm running, I'm running over everybody. I mean, I always feel like Kobe got a bad rap for not passing after a while because, mm-hmm. like, it's starting fire. Who is he supposed to pass the ball to? Smush Parker? You know, <laughs> hey, you I'm not passing. They had yeah, Kwame Brown too. You oh do remember God. that? Kwame yeah. Brown was out there too, bro. It was kind of Kwame rough Brown's out there for a, a couple truck. years. <laughs> it was rough out there for a couple years. Once Paul and Lamar came over, he, right. you know they ran a triangle again. Yeah. Phil came back, they started running a triangle again. That was during the what? Uh, what? Oh seven, um, I think. Paul came back. Paul and Lamar came back because yeah. Lamar was playing on the Heat. Yeah, 
He was on the heat with Dwayne Wade. Hello. Yeah. It's Smush Parker's a dump truck. Yeah, I mean, Brown's a real dump truck. Luke Walton, semi dump truck. Yeah, yeah. Like when they go in reverse, yeah. Right. So I mean, you know, he was some tough starting fives out there. Yeah. For for cool, it was like he had to put everything on his shoulders and 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 take majority of the shots because who else out there was going to really give you quality minutes? Right. I sit. I sit back and imagine, like, what if, he, what if Charlotte ended up keeping him instead of trading him? Well, I think they had already worked out the trade before Charlotte took him. Oh, okay. So they had already worked out the Jerry West had already worked the trade out. He knew Jerry West. Jerry West wanted Kobe already, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like they traded. They drafted him and then they decided to trade him. It was already look. We gonna give you Vladi Divac because we want Kobe want Bryant. Kobe. Wow. Now. What would have been crazy was if Charlotte hadn't have taken Kobe because John Calipari, who was the coach of the Nets at the time, wanted Kobe. Mm. And um, the old, first the owner wouldn't wouldn't let him draft him. But then the owner finally said, if uh, if Kerry Kittles isn't there at eight, then you can take him. Mm, and, you okay. know, Kerry Kittles was there at eight, so they ended up <sighs> taking him for the Nets. Gotcha. But Kobe was going already because Charlotte took him at seven. Okay. But they didn't. They, they traded him. Well, no, I mean I'm sorry. They draft Kobe got drafted 13th, right? Yes. It was 13th. No, Kobe got drafted 13th, but Kerry Kittles was there at eight, so that's why the Nets took okay. Kerry Kittles instead of taking Kobe because okay. Kerry Kittles was there at eight. Kerry Kittles, who was a hell of a basketball player though, just wasn't Kobe. I, I received used to abusing. I mean, yeah, but you know, I'm just saying, just going off. I mean, what, what Kerry Kittles went to Villanova? And Kerry Kittles go to Villanova? Yes, yeah, he yeah, he yeah. went to Villanova, right? Yeah, Kerry Kittles was a beast in Villanova, but you know, so everybody sometimes a college game doesn't translate to the NBA. Very true. So yeah. it's like like back in just real quick, because I remember Kyrie had a hell of a game man, last night. In, like, in honor of Kobe, man, I wanna I wanna send y'all twenty four dollars cash app. Y'all go to Iska Bibbles on South Street <laughs> and go get some Philly cheesesteaks, man. Cause he from Philly, y'all from Philly. No, but I, I tell you, even with even with the cheesesteaks, his spot was Larry's on um, St. Yeah, Joe's. Yeah. They, got he the, the they got the picture up there. I gotta, I gotta see that, John. Yeah, he's on the menu. Wow. Yeah, Kobe used to go to Larry's? Yeah, he go to Larry's. Go to Larry's out, oh. um, yeah, out St. Joe's, West Philly. It's like a memorial at the Kobe Bryant Stadium. I mean, um, um, at Lord Marion? Yeah. Okay. So how do y'all feel about them? But I mean, the NBA has come out and said they don't plan on changing the logo to Kobe. But do you think they should? Um, I'm, I'm I'm on the fence about that because if anything, it should have been Kobe while he was alive, in my opinion. And it's it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, this is a, another edition of like people giving giving people their flowers after they're going. Right. You know, so it's like. If y'all didn't want to give him to him then, why are you trying to give it to him now just because he's dead? Like I'm, I'm not a, I'm a, I, that was not dead, but just he, he passed on. He's dead. He's, he's dead. dead. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, I don't wanna, that's the reality of it. Yeah, well, I, I get it, but yeah, you know. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, I feel like that's another. I don't want to say like sympathy move, just because a, a man is gone. Now y'all want to give him his flowers and give him his props and change stuff because of him. Like, no, do it while he was alive. So this way he can see it and experience it for himself. 
I, mean, I, I think I think it's a good like, idea. What do y'all think about that? I think they should do it. I yeah. mean, I mean, yes, it is going to be because he 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 died, but I think they should do it anyway. Yeah, but they're not going to do it because they haven't acknowledged that the logo is Jay West. The NBA hasn't. Wow. They don't even because you know you using somebody likeness, you got to pay him for that. Yeah. True. And he so, said he didn't mind. He said he didn't mind him changing yeah, it. You know what I'm saying, right. but so, I, th- I know it's a lot to do with. It's going to be a lot to do with that changing that whole logo. Right. It's going to be a lot to do with all that, but yeah. I mean. And Who now, has that little bitty phone going like that? <laughs> Brother Malcolm. <laughs> but, um, and also, oh, he got the FOI version. <laughs> another uh, another thing they was talking about having the league retire eight and twenty four, mm-hmm. like no nobody can wear it on any team. I saw Zaire Smith; he changed it. A lot of people changed their numbers, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like because you got to think, other than Wilt Chamberlain and Moses Malone, every other MVP is still alive. True. Every other NBA MVP is still alive. Like you haven't had a tragic death like this in the NBA. Right. Like of somebody of that magnitude. Right. You know what I mean? You've had people pass away before tragically in the NBA, but nobody of this magnitude has mm-hmm. passed away. So it is just kind of like it's kind of all just like up in up in the air right now. People don't you know don't really know what to do. But uh, Mark Cuban said nobody's gonna wear it for the Mavericks. Nobody else ever yeah. wear it again. I think they the might do it for the whole league, man. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was just asking. Do you think that they should do it for the whole league? I think they should just because just just out of respect. Yeah, just you've never had like we've this is this is unprecedented. So yeah. you know yeah. you you I think I don't I wouldn't you know, I think they should. You just see like a lot of a lot of the players are changing their numbers just out of respect. Like they right. just like I'm changing my number. Yeah. They wore it because of him and now because of what happened to him. They've decided, like, all right, now, like, we're going to forever immortalize this. We're not going to. I mean, even Quinn Cook changed. He, he stopped wearing number two because, you know, Gigi wore number two. Oh, so he wow. changed. He, oh, wow. Yeah, so he, he he stopped wearing number two and changed his number. Wow. Like, he was he was hurt. Yeah. He was hurt. Quinn Cook was one of yeah, the guys sure. that took it real hard because he's from L.A. And, you know, he grew up idolizing Kobe and ended up being on the Lakers now. Mm-hmm. So he took it real hard. Wow. Man, I tell you, man, um, Man, wow. Can I say something to you guys? Please, go um, ahead. You guys are running a beautiful podcast, man. It's beautiful to see brothers come together and just have good camaraderie and not talk over each other. You guys really give you, each other a chance to talk and express themselves. I think that's beautiful, man. Yeah, y'all you, doing man. good in that John. Appreciate it. You know y'all feeling shit. Yo, y'all John, that y'all got a hell of a John going, man. Appreciate yeah, it. We'll have to educate you on that word, but yeah, we'll take it. The, the pronunciation of it. John yeah. is person, place, and thing, right? It's yeah. anything. Like, you can see a girl yeah. and be it's, like, it's, yo, that John right there. You see the John on that John? Yeah. Yeah. You got it. There you go. Yeah. You got it. John on that John. Real shit. That's exactly how it goes. Kobe died on that John. Yeah. right. That John went down. Right. Jesus. That joint crashed into the ground. Oh, right. That nigga propeller hit that joint. Oh, <laughs> oh no, come on. Right. right. Oh, the prope- them joints stop working, cuz. What you talking about? What joint? The propellers, them joints ain't working. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, them joints last night, though. Them joints was crazy last yeah. night. Yeah, them joints was like crazy. How many people was on that joint with him? No, nah, it was not. It was shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I know, right? Nine people, right? It was yeah. two other kids on there, right? Or yeah, three other kids. It was, um, G, uh, one of Gigi's teammates, from what uh, I two heard. Of her yeah, teammates two of her parents. teammates okay. and their parents. Yeah, they were all on that joint. Oh, and that's crazy because uh, 
it was uh what the daughter, the mom and dad, and they and they died and they mm-hmm. left two kids alive. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, that's sad. That's man. sad. Yeah, what I what I didn't like was how, like, I heard that Vanessa Bryant she didn't find out about Kobe's death until TMZ. until she saw it on TMZ. Yeah, TMZ broke it. Broke it. Yeah. And then her oldest daughter had an asthma attack when she heard about it. Mm. So she had to rush her to the hospital. So imagine your husband and your daughter dying, and now your oldest daughter is having an effect from it. So you really can't even grieve. You got to rush to the hospital with your two other kids. Because, you know, she just had two... Man, man. so we got to give a shout-out to Vanessa, man. Right. She's a strong bitch. I mean, strong woman for that one. (laughs) You know, we Jesus, we we know what you meant when you said that, John. Oh, yeah. We know what you meant when you said that, John. Cause on trip. Oh my yeah. bad, John. Strong strong woman. She is she is strong, John. We can't say strong sister, Latina. Yeah, she's strong. Strong woman, strong woman. Yeah, there we go. There, yeah, there, there you go. Woman, you know what I mean? No, no reason to complicate it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he's fucking gooch. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and just going to let this breathe a little bit and come back and talk some more. And um, this No Vaseline podcast only on WJMS Radio. We'll be back.
And it's the No Vaseline Podcast, a podcast that gives you the raw truth, even if it hurts, live from two and five. It's me, Cool Guy in the house we got. Matt. In the house we got. Malcolm. In the house we got. Antoine. And we just had my man Goose the Great on the phone. Uh, that was a good conversation with him. Um, like I said, L.A. dude, that's one of my OGs out there. Um, and all around good dude. And just being able to get some of his insights and on uh on Kobe, I thought it was I thought it was really good, but um during the break we was having this good conversation, um about like a lot of our like bright and shining stars, and I'm talking about like our bright shining stars. I'm talking about like the uh, the, the black community, African American community. It's like a lot of a lot of our bright shining stars are dying early, before they're forty or even before they're fifty. So it's like, do do we have like a, a modern day sage that we can look to and get information on them or even like that that's that older or that seasoned wisdom? Do we have that? And, you know, a lot of us, we, you know, we agree that we don't because like, you know, Antoine brought up uh, Tupac, Nipsey, like these guys are like you, you said it during the break, like imagine hearing from like a 60 year old Tupac. How would that conversation look? Right. Or I'm sorry. Go ahead. I mean, but I mean, I know we kind of said we don't. I mean, maybe we, maybe there are people who have like um, insight and certain level of wisdom, but I don't know if we have anybody that has that 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 type of uh, that type of draw. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like those type of people who, you know, when they get ready to speak, everybody ears are perking up. You know what I mean? Everybody's going to be open to listen. I mean, I'm sure there are still wise people around who can offer insight, but like, not people with that kind of that kind of electricity about them. Because I yeah. mean, I just been going back lately, you know, since Cole passing, and just been listening to a lot of his interviews, and it's just like he always like, like you could tell it was a fire burning inside him that you know he was tr- trying to he was trying to accomplish things and get them done you yeah. can kind of just pick that up just from how he talked about you know whatever he was talking about whenever he's being interviewed mm-hmm. and it's like you know it's, it's hard to find people like that who can articulate themselves like he could right you know what i mean who wasn't as smart as he, who Very he was thinker. right yeah. exactly yeah. so like, like he was talking about i was listening to him he was on a uh i forgot the name of it but quentin richardson and darius miles have a podcast oh wow okay yeah um it's, it's really good you should check it out okay. and he was talking about how he had once his daughter um started to play basketball he would write um like um practice plans up every night and he had a six-year plan wow and he talked about how they were just in year two of the six-year plans like how many people you know goes that far ahead right and can actually stick to it, right. mm. you know what I'm saying? Like you can, all right, you can make a six-year plan, but actually be able to stay within the parameters of each plan. Mm. All right, year one we're going to do this, year two we're going to do that, and then you know, who who has that kind of laser focus to be able to do that? Right. I mean, especially in in our community, who we can immediately recognize mm-hmm. and be willing to listen to. You know, it's my few and far in between, as far as I'm concerned. I agree. Um. Now, just just going back to that that point, you may have a lot of people out there who may say, "Well, what about Jay Z? Can we count him as a as a a modern day sage for us black folks, or you know, 
what do y'all think? I mean, how much like insight does Jay Z give? Yeah, he doesn't talk a lot. You know what I mean? About like, just really right. He make he, he he make he talks about things in a broad sense. You know, own your publishing. Oh, but how many how many times does he go into detail mm-hmm. about how to actually go right. about doing those things? Right. You know what I mean? I feel like we don't have a lot of people that's gonna give you like a lot of like you know what I mean like you see a lot of people now. It just made me think like you see a lot of people now who uh, who may have some success in the field, mm-hmm. and then they'll host a seminar and charge you for the seminar. Yep. But they're it. not going to give you those jewels right. that actually bring you success. They're going to nope. give you a broad view of how to do something, but not right. how to actually get it done. Very, right. very seldomly do you have people that's going to actually show you what they acted step by step, what mm-hmm. they did to do it. Mm-hmm. They're just going to say, hey, I did this, then I did this, then I did this, and then I got this. Right, they're right. going to create something to keep you coming right. back. Yeah. yeah, right. They want to keep you coming back to it. It's like, wow. It's, it's it's a concept a term for it, it is it is and I, I'm trying I was trying to think of it it's kind of like a like the supermarket sampler type of type of right it's like you just yeah. you give people just enough to make them come, come back, back right and then you give them just enough and then say hey well if you if you give me this much mm-hmm. then you'll I'll get to the next step and then Don't that sound like Scientology but anyway it does sound like Scientology <laughs> it does if I was thinking Scientology in my head but right. I mean so I mean no it's 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 and it, not even so much that Cole was giving you like minute details about you know what he was doing. It, I think it's just like the energy he gave off was just very, um, very powerful, right. very very powerful. It's like you, I I, like when I mean, you said about um, you know, crying about celebrities. I had well, I had, te- I had teared up a little bit when Mike Michael Jackson died because that's my favorite entertainer of all time. Had this infamous argument, right? Year. That's my that favorite. Was, that was fun. That's yeah. probably one of my that favorite was just, But that was just more yeah. about the evolution of the performance, right. more so than it was right. That yeah. Beyonce as an entertainer, right? It That's was it. just, it was just what you can do now with a budget, mm-hmm. more so as opposed to what the actual talent the person has. Like That's at true. the end of the true. day, Michael Jackson is my favorite performer of all time. Mm-hmm. But Michael Jackson wasn't performing with the budgets that Beyonce is performing with now. This is true. Because if you gave Mike the <coughs> budgets Beyonce has now, then he would put on a better show than Beyonce. So that was just more or less about what's being thrown at the artist and what they're able to work with so much For as sure. it was the artist. For but sure. back to my point, um, when Mike passed, like I, I did shed it. I like like one tear. And I was you know, like, damn, it's fucked up. Mike, shit. Right. You know what I mean? Nah, right. you know what I mean? That's how right. it was. Yeah, it's Kobe but it was like but Kobe, like Kobe <laughs> shit. That shit, when I like that shit hit me. Right when that when that, I went home and I was laying in the bed, and I'm watching the ESPN and all that, and they, you know, he come up and him and Gian, him and Gianna was at the sidelines, mm-hmm. and then my my daughter walked in. Mm. All right, that did it. I come here, right. you know, I come yeah. here, come here. And then then I- one daughter walked in, and my other daughter walked in, because that's like, like I remember when you know. I had my two daughters, and I was like, "Damn, I probably won't, I probably won't have a son." I'm thinking, "I'll never have a son." I'm like, all right, it's cool. Cole got two daughters. Like that's how I really how I ra- <laughs> right. that's really how I rationalize right. it. I was right. like, "Fuck it, Cole got two daughters. I got two daughters." Kobe's birthday is August 23rd. My birthday is August 24th. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just you know I used to try to play like Kobe, you know, playing when I used to play ball. So it's just yeah. He- yeah, I always admired your fadeaway. Exactly, you know what I mean. Yep. I was shoot, I shot the fadeaway because yep. Kobe shot the fadeaway. So, yep. like I did, like as much as anybody 
that I didn't know I looked up to Kobe for real. For sure. like, I really did look up to him. For sure. Um, Matt, was you, you was getting ready to say no, something? I was going to say it, it really, uh, I liked how when I was seeing Shaq talk, he really broke down. And that shows you that the respect, even though when you sure. s- seen him, well, you know, last time I seen Shaq talking about Kobe or just what they portray through the media, mm-hmm. it seemed like they was beefing. But right, it just right. go to show you when Shaq was talking about him, it was like it was much love, much respect. Absolutely. And he he really broke down on that on the set when he was talking about him. That just go to show you like that's the type of love you need from your friends. For sure. You need right. real friends around and real sure. people that are really gonna love you for you and have respect for you. Um, opposed to people really just not caring if you hear or you're not. So that just goes to show that who Kobe was as a person because of. You know, a lot of people was breaking down, you know, but you got a lot of people phony in and out because everyone else didn't know it's a trend. Yeah, but also Sharif, oh, Sharif O'Neal was like, that's he. They were on the phone. That was the last yeah. three he had contact with. And wow. he was he was checking in on him when yeah. Sharif had to have that heart surgery. So that he shows showed you. the DMs where Cole was checking on him, you know, seeing how he was and all that. And, you know, Kyrie couldn't play the game. Uh, Melo didn't play last night. Like, you know. So it just goes to show you how how to, how this affected certain people that was yeah. close to him and he, people that had conversations with him or met him through this whole basketball through his whole basketball career of 20 years and right. I think that like when I heard it it messed me up because I'm just like damn like I wasn't really a Kobe fan but I could just be like damn he died and his daughter died so I think as a human being you should just feel some type of way because it it hurt like we didn't, none of us knew Kobe, knew Kobe personally, but right. we, we seen him, for the twenty years that he played, he was right. always around. So right, right. I could feel like, I, I felt it like when they said he, he died. Like I, it felt like a, a, like damn, Kobe died. It was like, like you said, it was like an unbelievable moment, and yeah, I just man, felt like damn, surreal. I wasn't a Kobe fan, but that just goes to show me like. How as a, as a, a human being we should all feel some type of way when whoever if anyone died you don't got to be a celebrity because you know what's crazy I, I know I'm going out of text but I mean at work the other day and they said this kid got shot the other morning because of home invasion but he yeah. killed himself because the dad lied because he left his gun in the house that hurt me too because mm-hmm. it's just like damn like and I just go to show like I just think when anybody died from some from some uh, some unplanned event yeah. It, it, it is it's always tragic because you know people always have a legacy to carry on no matter who you are very mm-hmm. true and um kobe was definitely somebody that uh like i said i wasn't really a fan like that but mm-hmm. when i heard that it was like when nipsey died it was like wow like how did nipsey is this true did this really happen right but i, I bring nipsey up because i didn't really see i, I seen a lot of people hurt but yeah, was who was crying? I didn't see someone like Shaq come on and join and had a whole interview where, you know, he couldn't even hold back his tears. Like, where was the homies at? The people in the rap game. Man. Where was their interviews at? Like when I knew the Kobe death was real. And the next day when I was watching First Things First, yeah. and Nick Wright has said he cried. Right. Nick Wright was always hating on Kobe. He was always throwing shots at Kobe. Yeah. Always throwing little little shots at Kobe about how LeBron was way better. It, like it wasn't. It shouldn't even be a conversation about LeBron being better than Kobe. And for him to say, I I shed tears over this. I was like, wow. Okay, yeah. this and, this is somebody who has a, right. a huge impact. Exactly. And I just think like that is going to show you. Uh, it he had something against Kobe, but it was more respect. He just had a. He had an angle just showing like it was hate because he probably really respected them at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. 
and that really messed him up. And I think what really did it over, like Antoine said earlier, it was just like, damn, when you seen that his daughter was on the helicopter yeah. with him, it's like, damn. Yeah. And it was like, because she was the one who was going to carry on, carry the legacy. on that legacy as far yeah. as playing basketball. You can, like like I said, you watch her, any videos when she balling, her, she had it. She had yeah. it. She really was, a, she was really going to be Mama Sita out there on the, on the court. And it was like, damn. She passed away too, so it's like it's hard because you know his other two, there was two younger daughters. They they very young. They they more than likely won't really remember him like that. Right. Yeah, and right. his oldest oldest daughter, she plays volleyball. I think mm. she's getting ready to go to college. And yeah. She's very good at volleyball though. She's she's a very good volleyball player. Nice. Um. So the other day, um, big homie Zoe Williams, he sent me a text. He was like, "Yo, I'm giving you your flowers now." And you know, he told me, you know, share some, share some very positive and, and loving words. So I'm like, you know, and I want to do that here, if y'all don't mind, mm-hmm. because I feel like it's necessary, especially in these times we in. Who knows what can happen once we all leave here? Right. So, Matt, you know, I've known you since I was four. You was probably like five or six, and I remember coming around, and you were standing on top of your mom and dad's car. Mm-hmm. For some whatever reason But from that point I can always say that You Have always been that motivating voice in my head You've helped me change my vocabulary from I always, I always used to say Yeah I'm, I'm trying my best You like try No nigga we do around here Right I've always kept that So me, instead of me always saying Yeah I'll try my best I do my best now Right So I, I attribute that to you And I want to thank you for that um, Malcolm it. Sure. You know, some great weed. That's why. No, I'll play. <laughs> Did you just say appreciate it too? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, Malk, man, just when I when I when I came back into the fold from being in LA, you was like that first person that I hit up, and you know, you being a photographer as well, it was like some of the some of the things that you would shoot, and I would see it. It motivated me. You know what I mean? And it inspired me to be creative, more creative with my photography and just with my lighting and all of that. I, I really attribute no that problem, to you. And just it. I really thank you for your creativity. No problem, Antoine, man. believe it or not, when it comes to this podcast, and I, 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 I'll put this out there too. With this podcast, this was your idea. Mm-hmm. You came to me about this. It's like, yo, I got this idea for, a, you know, I want to do a podcast, and I know you have the know-how. So, if it wasn't for you, we really wouldn't be doing this right now. You know what I mean? And believe it or not, like a lot of times, me, you don't see eye to eye through text, right, right, right. But I always see where you're coming from, and your words always push me to keep moving, right. You know what I'm saying? Even with when it, both both of y'all two, when it comes to discipline. Um, when I try new things and trying to discipline myself, I'm always thinking about y'all too, because out of all my, like out of the circles of friends that I have, y'all two the most are the ones who really display the discipline that I want. So I just want to thank y'all for that. I I thank you for your encouraging words. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was good. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, you know, with the dis- I, 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 the reason why you know, I, first of all, disagreements are healthy. Very, you know what I'm saying? very you get, healthy. You get to 
see other people's point of view and all that. And I know it's coming from a good place. I know we both want the same thing. We Absolutely. both want we both trying to make this thing as successful as possible. So I know I never take it personally. Yeah, for sure. So you know, you know, you never gotta worry about that. I I understand that we both trying to um trying to grow this thing as as big as we can, but we just may have a different idea on mm-hmm. how to do that at any given time. So. Right, right. It's oh, all yeah. good. Conflicts are healthy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Health, conflicts are healthy. Oh, yeah. I think that's what, really what the problem with today is, too. People are afraid to have conflicts. Right. Yeah. People are afraid to butt heads. You know what I mean? Right. Because, you know what I mean, when it's really like that's. Or just having like, their own point of view. Right. Everyone's agreeing with everything else except having their own right. point of view on something. Yeah. Right. Everybody goes with the flow. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing with going back to Kobe. He Boy, never I, just, went I with was the just flow. getting ready to say that. Like, yeah. This, Unapologetically him And that's one thing I've taken away from this I felt like You know Over the past You know Maybe I guess A little, little over a decade now mm-hmm. I'm getting old But um, Older Getting older, older. Getting there older But um, I felt like uh, Being as though Some things Like watching Like watching the muse Like we were just watching Before mm-hmm. we started mm-hmm. Like watching him Go through that injury Takes me back To when I went through mine And right. I realized like I, I wasn't as strong as he was when I went through my injuries because I kind of lost sight of myself and what got me to where I, the point I was at. Now, it wasn't as far as, you know, as far as being in the league, but I had gotten to a point where I, that could have been uh, a reality, but I didn't have that, that same type of resolve he had. And that one thing that, that showed me, and then with his passing, it showed me that I got to go back to being myself Absolutely. all the way, 100%. Mm-hmm. And I mean, before like you know, I might not have been the most like, but I I the most like I most like myself at that and time. That's what matters. Like, that's what that's matters. mostly matters. Yeah, and man. I feel like maybe over the past, you know, whatever many years, I kind of compromised too much, mm-hmm. too many times, and I kind of it kind of allowed me to slip into a identity I wasn't always comfortable with. Mm. So now it's like, especially over you know. I could say I kind of started it before, um, before it's passing. But just with the last maybe year and a half, with trying to get back to some of the habits I had before, mm-hmm. you know, I got I start I, I got the injuries. Now I feel like it's it's better. So now it's like sure. going forward, yo, it's just this is me. Take it or leave it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? No, no ill will intended. But you know, I'm not trying to do too much changing for anybody else and at I, this point. Right. I, to add on to that, like. I feel like that's the first step to getting peace of mind Mm -hmm. is when you stop caring about what others think about you and you trying to cater to everyone else's comfort. If you're not comfortable, how is it that you can make everybody else comfortable? Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 dope. Like and that's something I'm I'm trying to get back. Uh. I'm doing my best (laughs) to get back to Mm -hmm. where it's just like I like me. Like everybody else, right? And believe you know it or not, saying? other people gonna like you even more when you show who you really are. Like How about that, because th- that's the trick that they playing on this. Like you know, they mm-hmm. put these uh these ideas out through the media and through this music source mm-hmm. radio that has you thinking you need to be a certain way. Well, nah, you don't even need to be that way. Be who you are. Love Definitely. who love what you love. Love what you do, and especially master your craft, your own craft. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and that's the that's the best way to overcome everything, any obstacle. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, 
we got another like 20, but I just kind of want to end it with letting Kobe speak because I was looking at some videos. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, that's, that's one point. Yeah, just, I think that's fitting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's fitting. So, um, like I said, well, first off, tell them where they can find you, and then we'll, we'll go into that. You can uh, find me on Facebook, Matthew Mason. I'm on Instagram, Lavelle Mason. And um, hopefully this summer, we go towards the spring, me, Chris, and uh, Malcolm and Antoine get together to start doing some more other shit. You can find this on YouTube and some more channels. Trust me. Yeah. And get this popping. It's coming. It's coming. Like, we right now, we're we playing chess with it. Yeah, the ball's rolling. Yeah, I mean, ball's rolling. Yeah. This, and this is just... This is the first pr- uh, part of that process, but got you, got you. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at MGXPOV. Um, also, um, I'm having a special right now on corporate uh, headshots. Nice. Um, so if you're interested, um, just get with me at MGXPOV at Gmail. And once again, that's MGXPOV on Instagram. And uh, we're out. Brother Antoine. Um, you can find me, being me, right here, A-N-T-O-I-N-E, on the No Vaseline Podcast. I like the way you did that. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, bro. Shoot, I'll, 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 I'll complete the cipher by just saying you can find me where I'm at because that's where I'll be. Life in 205 is me, cool guy, peace. And um, with love, I normally say fuck all y'all, but i just say with love. I love all y'all. I love all y'all. Love all keep y'all. keep <laughs> living your life. It's better. Yeah, fuck, fuck all y'all. I'm just gonna leave for that. Mamba out. Mamba out. Mamba out. Listen, listen to the wise words of a brother Kobe. Yes, sir. I want to be the best. Simple and plain. But to be the best, you have to win. That's why I play the game. You know, that's what drives me. If I got to fight to get you in the gym, that's a problem. That's a problem. You want players that are gym rats, players that want to be in the gym, that want to work. And then from there, you build on top of that. But if you're lazy, man, I don't want to talk to you. I won't deal with you. You don't make me feel dumber. You know, <laughs> you know you're going to lower my level. I don't think so. You can go over there. <laughs> this guy is the best. How does that make you feel? I know you're kind of chuckling now because we can joke about it, but you're the best player in the nation for anybody in high school. It feels good. It's great confidence, but you have to keep moving on. So I know a lot of guys who've been number one in the past years, and it just, just like, it just fell off a cliff. Mm-hmm. So I have to keep working hard, and uh, hopefully everything will work out. I'll be number one in the future. So I'm going to continue to work hard, and uh, we as a team are going to continue to work hard as an organization the same way. We continue to push and push until we get back to that top. You start with what do you want your game to be? What would make your game most unstoppable? or hard to deal with. And now you work backwards from there. And you start building it one piece at a time, one move at a time, one counter at a time. So there's a lot. We flew back to LA that night and I got home. It's probably like three in the morning. And I went down to the high school, which is down the street from our house. And the janitor let me in the gym and I shot all day. All day. I mean all day and this was right after that playoff game and um, I didn't leave the gym I just kept shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting and practicing and practicing and uh, I got a chance to let out the steam of disappointing my teammates and millions of fans I got a chance to let all that out instead of bottling it up 
and envision that moment over and over and over and over and over. That that was a huge summer for me because I I, um, I felt like everybody had written me off after those air balls. And I was really excited when the schedule came out and I saw we had Utah. Kobe, I read a couple days ago where you wanted to slow down the pace of your workout routine. Is that because you're in hopes of possibly getting some preseason games in or you want to be healthy for the season opener? Well, I just try to listen to my body. You know, just kind of listen to it. We have a great staff here. And, uh, you know, we just work hand in hand and just listen to how, how my body feels and uh, just try to respond accordingly. Uh, we used to have an All-American camp that I used to go to. And, you know, at the time I first showed, I was a sophomore. And um, one of the things I would do is everybody would be at the cafeteria work, you know, eating and doing all sort of stuff. I'd just go back to the gym. I'd just go back to the gym. <laughs> it's just, it's, they'd know, be resting, they'd eating. Be re and, they, and they'd see me leave. Right, but now you're in a tough position because you're like, okay, I want to be like I'm following the kid to go work right. out, but I know he's working, he's up early, and he's doing all this wow. other stuff, and so that was my way of sh of showing them, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I may be from the suburbs, but you're not going to outwork me. Wow. And I'm mentally going to. Did be someone much teach you that? Was really seem to, you know, have bonded and understand that. You know, if we want to get to that elite level, we really have to put in the work day in and day out. Well, with that, but I, I've worked extremely hard this summer to be able to play at a high level, uh, regardless of the minute, right? If it's 30, if it's 48, I'm prepared to do whatever's necessary, and that's that's my job to do so. My parents were, were great. You know, growing up, you know, they instilled in me the importance of imagination, of curiosity. Understanding that, okay, if you want to accomplish something, I'm not just going to sit here and say, yes, you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can, but you have to also put in the work to get there, right? So they taught me that at a really early age, man. And uh, when you grow up as a kid thinking that the world is your oyster, and all things are possible if you put in the work to do it, you, know, you grow up having that fundamental belief. One of your uh, high school friends said, uh, when I was partying, he was playing basketball. When I was waking up, Kobe was playing basketball before class. How would you describe your dedication to the sport even back then? Well, I, I tried to find a balance, right? I tried to do both. You know, I, I had a great deal of energy. So um, if there was a school party going on or something like that, I mean, I'd, I'd play basketball for a few hours. You know, I'd do what I had to do and have fun doing it. And then you know, I'd go to the party and I'd show up and I'd have a good time, have fun. And I'd be up at five o'clock in the morning you know, working out, working out, and you know, training the next day. So I, I tried to try to do both. Forty-point games, sixty-point games in three quarters. So talk about what led up to the big monster eighty-one-point game. Well, it was you know a thousand makes a day in the summertime, you know, and going through things you know, just as I would during the game. So you know, I, I knew exactly where my positions were within the triangle and where, where the shots would be coming from. So everything that I did throughout the course of my training was literally simulating that. So it was all game shots. So when it came in the game, things were just automatic because I'd put my body through it before. You know, sometimes you get in the gym and you work out and you work on ball handling, you work on shooting, but none of it's really within a structure of what you will be doing in the game. Mm -hmm. For me, it wasn't like that. It was literally carbon copy of what I'd be doing. So it, by the time the season came around, it was all just muscle memory. I understand there's different levels of focus and commitment to a craft. I, I get that completely. If guys want to go out and have a good time, I get that completely. However, if you're going to do that and you show up to work the next day, you better be ready, right? If you're going to do that, you better come to practice and you better be ready to go. And if you're not, then I'm going to, going to let you know. 
and you know, I think the message was sent pretty, pretty clearly. Rest at the end, not in the middle. And that's something I always live by. Yeah, yeah we're going to work hard. You know, that's what training camp's about, preseason's about, just working hard, getting in shape, getting in condition. And uh, not so much about the games, but just, you know, the game is just another way to kind of, you know, get your exercise, get your win, get your rhythm. Uh, so we're pushing it in practice all week. But, uh, you know, I was able to focus on the game. Uh, you know, a lot of the credit goes to my wife for not only putting up with it, but supporting my work ethic. You know, because I work all day consistently, and she supported me, and, um, but it's, it's simple. Like if you do the math on this, right? Like if you if you're thinking about how often kids are playing, mm-hmm. right? And I tell this to my to my daughter and my daughter's team as well that I coach. So it's a simple thing of math. If you want to be a great player, if you play every single day, two three hours, every single day over the course of a year, how much better are you getting? Most kids will play maybe, you know, an hour and a half, two days a week. Right. Put the math season, on that. It's not, it's, not going, it's not going to get it done. <laughs> not going to get it done, right? So if you're obsessive, obsessive, obsessively training two, three hours every single day over a year, over two years, you're accelerating. You make quantum leaps, man. Just doing a. If I could work that hard every day, um, with the being blessed with the physical tools that I have, um, what would my career be? And I made a promise to myself from that day that I was going to work that hard every single day so that when I do retire, I have no regrets. And that was the most important thing for me is to leave no stone unturned, get better every single day. And if I live that way, then over time, you know, I'd have something that was beautiful. But that was my philosophy. It seems like a pretty simple one, but, you know, if you live your life to just get better every single day, and do that for 20 years, I mean, what do you have? The kids are running. They've been running for two hours. Running, running, running. This one kid misses the line by like half inch. No, it wasn't even half inch. It was like about that much. <laughs> yeah, like, he misses the line. Me. Kobe's like, stop, 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 stop. We had to stop. We had to stop everything. And he's like, nobody gets shoes. And all these kids are like. Oh, they're mad at the kid. Yeah. They're like. Touch the line. All you gotta do is touch the line. That's it. It was this much. Touch the line. And and you know Kobe's like, look, nobody nobody gets shoes. You guys sit on the sideline. And then Kobe made this kid run suicides, which is another drill: baseline, free throw line, baseline, half court, baseline, opposite free throw line, baseline, baseline, and back. Three in a row. Three times. <laughs> you had to run three of them. Yeah. But, but the, the best message... part was, oh. the best part was, uh, the last one Kobe ran with this kid. He ran with this kid, okay? Yeah, it's awesome. He ran with this kid, and there's 1.1 million people are watching online. Crazy. He ran with this kid. This kid was dry heaving. He was about to die. Yeah. but You're lucky he didn't die. No, he wasn't going to die. He wasn't going to die. But but the the important thing to understand is you you can't shortchange yourself. Like, you're not, you're not cheating anybody but yourself. I mean, you're tired. You're literally this far away from the line. Why would you not go that extra to touch the line, right? So if I let him get away with that, right, all of a sudden he starts maybe to cheat something over here, right, not give his best over here, not give his best over here. And as years go on, he's going to be extremely, he's not going to reach his full potential because he's been taking these little shortcuts that just add up, add up, add up, add up, add up. And you can't let that happen. Our, our job as teachers, as mentors, as inspirers, it's our responsibility to hold 
them accountable to those things. The pressure's a funny thing. You know, I always felt like the people that feel pressure are the people that cut corners or really didn't put the work in. If you know you've put in all the work, what is there to be nervous about? You've done it thousands of times before. You just go up there and do it one more time. Really a question of what side of the fence do you want to be on? <laughs> you know, do you want to be nervous in those situations or do you not want to be nervous in those situations? Do you want to look at pressure as a normal sport occurrence like breathing is to every single day of your life? Then you put in the work. And if you don't, man, that's on you. I think the best way to prove your, your value is to work, is to learn, is to absorb, um, to be a sponge. Right? But you always want to outwork your potential. You know, as hard as you believe you can work, you can work harder than that. And that's what I tried to do when I first came in the league. But, you know, basketball is such a direct competition sport that me coming in at 17, I hated when, like, my teammates would say, you know, I get hit with an elbow, right? Shaq would hit me with an elbow in practice. And, like, you know, <laughs> you know Nick Van Exel would come up and say, are you okay? I'm like, motherfucker, what? <laughs> and, Mile, are you okay? <laughs> What the hell's wrong with you? You know, so like I always had that extra chip on my shoulder. So like every day in practice for me was really trying to annihilate everybody that was that I was playing against because I wanted to prove you don't need to babysit me. Like I, I'm fine, <laughs> you know. Well, because you just focus on the day that you're playing. That, I mean, it's as simple as that. Like wh whatever you're doing in that moment, that's what you're doing. That's your sole focus. So you don't think about. Well, I have to do this for another year, or I have to do this for another two months. Just think about that moment. What are you doing at that moment in time you focus on 100%? That happens to me, like when I'm running, when I'm working out, I'm, I'm running. I do a lot of work on the track, and I'm running, and I'm really tired. But the finish line is all over on the other side. And if I look at where I have to run, I get even more tired. So what I do is I just look down. I just look down, I just look at my feet just moving. And then you ne the next thing you know, I look up and I'm crossing the finish line. Well, well, well uh, sorry to digress for a second, but how does an air ball feel good? I just want to know. because you know what? I, I want to know no, that one. No, that's a really good question. Right, right, right. But you know, like sometimes you shoot the ball and you release it, and the trajectory feels good, your follow-through is good. Mm -hmm. It's right there on target. It's in line. You're keeping the follow-through up in the air, and then it goes short. Mm -hmm. But it feels good. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's kind of like a shock to miss those sometimes. Now. After that experience, obviously that weighs very heavily on your mind, but ultimately, Kobe Bryant works on this game. Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal is right there in the house with you to begin with. Your game is elevated to another level. What did you do to get your game to that level specifically? For those out there, I mean, we got a whole bunch of basketball kids in the house. Yeah. No, what did you well, do to get your game to that level? The prime example is uh, I've, had, I've had a trainer, the same trainer has been training for the last 10 years, named mm -hmm. Joe Carbone. And after I shot those air balls, you know, I sat there and I, I thought, you know, as soon as we got, got on the plane, went back to L.A. that night, he and I met and we went through the whole season, our training regimen. And the thing that we came down to was that you know, our conditioning program needed to be adapted. We needed to change it. All right, give it to me quick. What you do? And don't well, think we, I'm just we, listening just for the along, television show. All summer long, we worked in our conditioning with the track. We did Olympic lifts. We went out there on the basketball court. And we did that, those three things, in one day. Mm -hmm. And we did that all summer long. We broke them up in cycles. Mm -hmm. Uh, because at the end of the game, even though the shots felt good, the truth of the matter is my legs were tired. I wasn't ready. You know, so what am I going to have to do now to get ready? So next time I'm in that position, I'm going to make those shots. Is that what you still do to this day? Oh, absolutely. I'm always asking why, you know, why didn't this work out? Okay, why did this work out? You know, how can I make this better? How can I make that better? 
So I'm always asking those questions to improve. I think that's when the idea of understanding a long-term view became important because I wasn't going to catch these kids in a week. I wasn't going to catch them in a year, right? So that's when I sat down and said, okay, this is going to take some thought, right? Mm -hmm. What do I want to work on first? All right, shooting. All right, let's knock this out. Let's focus on this. Half a year, six months, do nothing but shoot. Right after that, all right, creating your own shot, and then you focus. So you start. I started creating a menu of things. Mm. When I came back the next summer, I was a little bit better. Right. And a menu being like I've got my jump shot from 15. I've got my yeah. I got my jump away, shot from I've 15. Got I got my three-point shot. Like just open shots, not miss open shots. Right. right. And be able to shoot it with speed because those kids are so much more athletic. Yeah. And then the next summer I came back, I was a little better. The summer came back. You next summer it was a little better. I scored. Yeah, you know, it wasn't much, right. but I scored. And this you know? is 12, 13. 12, 13. And then 14 came around, back half of 13, 14 uh, years old. And then I was just killing everyone. And it happened in two years. And I wasn't expecting it to happen in two years, but it did. Because what I had to do was work on the basics and the fundamentals. While well, they relied on their athleticism mm. and their natural ability. And because I stick to the fundamentals, it just caught up to them. And then my body, you know, my knees stopped hurting. I grew into my frame. And, and then your athleticism, once you have the fundamentals, exactly. the hard work, the mindset, and you tack on the athleticism, exactly. it's then, game then, over. Then it was game over. Wow. <laughs> Very flexible. Face coat. Hey, one, it's a one, it's a one, it's a one. You, you, move, you move with it. Also, to gun the zone. The strength and flexibility and the strength and acceptance. Like in my game now, I could say, you know, I want to be able to jump as high as I used to. I want to be able to be as fast as I used to. I have to be. No, I don't jump as high as I used to. That's okay. I'm not as fast as I used to be. That's okay too. I'll figure out another way to do it. I just really wanted to get stronger because I saw that as a untapped potential uh, for myself. I felt like I, throughout the years since I've been in the league, I, I've been getting stronger uh, every summer. And this summer, I felt like it was the time to really make that leap. Um, because I was knocking on the doorstep of, of, of becoming more of a, of a power guard. Yeah, yeah.